Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast that makes life feel lighter. And if you're wanting to live freed up and not fed up, stay connected right here. Pull up your seat. Join us in this place where faith and mental health meet. Whether you're returning here or it's your first time, I hope you find this podcast as a useful resource to elevate your faith and mental health. So stay a while. We're talking today about seven steps to healing, something we've talked about before on Freed Up. It's relevant again for us today. I hope that you'll grab hold to these seven principles. Let's get it started here in just a moment. So today we're going to talk about healing and look at some principles and practices that will help us on our healing journey, our freed up journey. Now healing can be defined as the process of restoring or getting back to a place of health and wholeness. It's the process of learning about and removing whatever is blocking our overall balance of health. You know, in today's get it done now culture, It's important to remind ourselves that something so complex and important as our mental health isn't possible because of the how-tos for quick remedies that you might get in a YouTube video. There are no quick commercials for how to get rid of anxiety fast, and there are no pop-up ads that promise to erase and get rid of unhealthy behavior patterns and habits. No. Healing is a process that requires a commitment and an investment. It's going to demand from each of us discipline, dedication, and a continuous desire to keep moving forward, no matter how many times we might fall down, take a step back to the side, or that we might wish for quicker results. Healing is a lifelong pursuit that has many stages and phases. It's not linear. And many times it can feel like a maze, but it's worth everything that we will put into it. So I've been thinking a lot about healing these last few weeks. I've been doing my own reflecting on what areas in my life need healing so that I can release more of God's light and his love. That's my goal. And as I was thinking and praying This particular story in the Bible came to mind, and I wanted to share it with you because it is chock full of so many practical strategies for our healing. It's a story that's found in one of the New Testament books in the Bible. This book is what's called one of the Gospels, and the name of the book is Luke. So in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, there is this beautiful story of healing, and I want to share it with you. So let me read those verses first. And then from this story and these verses, I want to unpack seven important principles that I think will help us on our healing journey and becoming freed up during this year and beyond. So let me read for you Luke chapter 17. Verse 11 through 19. As Jesus continued toward Jerusalem, he reached this border between Galilee and Samaria. And as he entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, 
go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. Now, this man was a Samaritan. He was a foreigner. Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned but one to give glory to God except for this one? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. So listen, again, this story, this narrative, this event in the Bible has so much information for us on our own path toward healing. So if we're going to get the most out of our healing journey, the first principle is this. Acknowledge your desire and specific need for healing. You know, getting to healing requires truth and vulnerability. Healing requires a desire to be something different that leads to doing something different. And then when you get to the want to part, be ready to speak what specifically the area is or the areas are in which you want to experience healing. You know, you can't heal what you won't admit hurts. Sometimes we're hurting and we're in emotional pain and mental anguish, but we want people to think we're a bit more put together than we really are. A little more polished and dressed up than the raggedy tiredness our souls and spirits are actually feeling. We think if we put some bling on our brokenness or maybe a little makeup over our messes and underneath our masks, that we might just fool even ourselves. And so what I admire about the heart of these lepers in this story is that while they could have just stayed closed off and tucked away to pity themselves, they were vulnerable enough and ready enough to say, I want to be whole again. Well, what about you? Are you there yet? I know that I am. So join me in exclaiming in this year at this release party, I want to be whole again. I choose healing. And ask yourself, who do I want to become in this life that I'm not just yet? Ask what parts of me will have shifted when I experience the healing I desire? And what will it look like for me when I'm living at my best level of spiritual and mental health? So that's the first principle. Acknowledge your desire and your specific need for healing. So here's the second principle. Seek out your healing. Now notice that what you heard The lepers went out of their way to get to Jesus. They wanted his attention because their need was so great. There was so much stigma around leprosy in that time. No one wanted to be around lepers. Leprosy in biblical times was a chronic, unattractive skin condition that was caused by some type of bacteria, and it was believed to be highly contagious and generally incurable. So people stayed away from lepers. They were ostracized, stigmatized, and misunderstood. And as a result, these lepers could have just chosen a posture of self-pity, or they could have thrown up their hands and said, it's a wrap. This is how I'll always be. What's the use in trying? 
but instead they were willing to courage up and seek out the help and healing that they so desperately wanted to be theirs. They went to Jesus, even though they knew that just being near him might cause him to back away because anyone who came in close contact with the leper would be considered unclean by the law. So they practiced social distancing. And they sought out their healing, y'all. They stood a safe space away and they hollered out to Jesus, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And that simply meant, Lord, please show great compassion to us and save us from this disease. They were resolved to do whatever it took to be made whole again. So what are you willing to do to start your path toward the healing you want to see? Maybe your release party is in letting go of some pride or moving forward despite feelings of shame and embarrassment just so that you can take that first step to access the help you need. Whatever it takes, do it. Go toward your healing with courage and conviction. Seek out your healing. So here's the third principle. Hold on to your faith. You know, faith is as simple as it is complicated. It is simply believing what you can't yet see until you see it. Yeah, it sounds simple, but it really is a bit complicated. And faith is also believing what God tells us to do toward our healing. And sometimes we make so hard the simplest things God tells us to do by faith. Our ultimate healing comes in first being reconciled and restored back to God by faith in his son. Now, in the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, we read that God's way of faith for us to get to him happens this way. In order for us to be in a right relationship with him, we simply need to believe in our hearts and speak with our mouths that Jesus died for our sins and that God raised him up from his grave to live forever and give life to us forever. And this act of faith is how we get back into a connected relationship with God. But we often make it complicated, harder than what it is, by thinking we have to do a lot more stuff, that we might have to act a little bit better than we are acting first, or do a lot of acts of service and kindness to try and win the favor of God. Maybe we think we have to pray many times a day or give to a bunch of charities so many times a year. No. Our relationship with God is activated and held together by faith. We believe in what we yet cannot see, and we believe the words of the one who makes it all come into being. And if we lose our faith, y'all, we lose our ability to see beyond our current situation, our current need for healing. We lose hope that life can and will be better. And so these lepers remind us to hold on to our faith just as they did and to act on our faith just like they did to get to their healing. So where in your healing journey do you need to rekindle and keep your faith? What doubts are trying to get the best of you that tell you you can't and you won't? Hold on to your faith and don't let it go. All right, so here's the fourth principle on our path toward healing, y'all. Do the work. That's the fourth principle. Do the work. 
Jesus gave the lepers an instruction. He gave them a to-do so that they could experience the healing they desired and needed. He told them, go show yourselves to the priest. And this simply means that in those times, if a leper believed themselves to already be healed, they needed to go show themselves to the priest. And it was the priest's responsibility to be an inspector of sorts and determine whether the person was truly healed and cleansed or not. Well, clearly, Jesus told these lepers to go to the priests before they actually knew that they were healed. Well, that's where their faith came in. But notice, their healing involved them doing something to access it. And they had a choice. They could do the work or not. But their healing was dependent on whether they would actually move on what they needed to do. So yes, we just said that holding on to faith is important, but our faith without the action toward what we believe is lifeless. In other words, if you believe your healing is possible, but don't move forward and do what you already know to do, then essentially you circumvent the healing process. Listen, friends, the work toward healing is not easy. Sometimes it will feel downright painful, overwhelming. It might even feel mundane, tiresome, and can get frustrating. And you might feel like the finish line is so out of reach. Just do what you already know to do. Do something. Do you know it's time to find a therapist or a counselor? Then do that. Do you need to join a support group? Then join one and start going. Do you need to put into practice the strategies that you've gotten on Freed Up's podcast or that you've gotten from another reputable mental health resource? Then put those into practice. Do you need to do some more reading to better understand your mental health challenge and concerns? Then schedule it on your calendar. Your healing will require your doing and nobody else can do it for you. So try not to get discouraged by the work. Take your time. Do what you already know to do. And if you work the work, the work will work for you. So that's four principles down that we're learning from this story. Here's our fifth principle. Trust the process. You have to know that doing the work will pay off in time. I love this verse found in Galatians chapter six, verse nine in the Bible, it says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So see this thing through. Don't give up. Don't quit on it. Stay in the process. You know, after the lepers were told to go and show themselves to the priest, the Bible says, as they went. They were cleansed of their leprosy. As they went means it was a process. So maybe you started in counseling or therapy and it didn't go well with the original person you met with. Get another therapist. Or maybe you've been on the path of healing for the same thing for many years and you've gotten frustrated along the way and have fallen off. That's okay. Just start again. The lepers could have turned away from the process at any time and gone their separate ways. 
They could have decided it was just too much and too intense of a journey for their liking, but they saw the process through until their healing showed up. Let's stay the course, y'all. As you go, your healing is at hand. Trust the process. So our sixth principle is this. Track your progress. Yeah, track your progress. Now, in verse 15 of that story that we read, it says that one particular leper saw that he was healed and he came back to Jesus with joyfulness, with praises. Y'all, isn't it an amazing feeling to see growth and change happening in your life? You know how it feels. It's that feeling you get when you look back to that one situation in your family that would have caused you to worry and stress all night long in the past. But now when it comes up, you just pray over it, go to bed, and you go to sleep. It's that feeling you get when you experience those bouts of anxiety that before would literally wipe you out. But now you have less of them than before. And you've learned how to regulate your breathing in those moments to help yourself calm down. It's that feeling when you started understanding more about your childhood wounds and those of your spouse and significant other and can identify how they showed up in your relationship in different ways. But instead of blaming and arguing like before, now you have more compassion and stronger boundaries. Progress makes us excited and joyful. Proverbs 17 verse 22 says this, a joyful heart is medicine for the soul. And on your path to healing, make sure you take time to stop and assess your progress. We've all made some somewhere. Yes, you have. So what is different about you now than a year ago, five years ago? 10 years ago, see it, say it, and celebrate it. And remember this, your progress will ignite your praise. That's where your joy is. All right, here's the seventh and final principle. Practice gratitude. You know, out of the 10 lepers that Jesus healed, only one of them came back to say, thank you. How unfortunate that the other nine accessed all of these other principles that we talked about today. But Jesus highlighted this one principle of gratitude to make sure that he communicated that our healing is ultimately because of God's grace and for his purposes. Gratitude is not only a way to please God, but it's also a research-based practice for improving overall physical and mental health outcomes. The more you practice gratitude, the more benefits your brain and body receives. So to whom do you need to say thank you for helping you on your healing path? And how can you begin to practice gratitude more often? Well, those are our seven principles, y'all. So let me just restate each of them very quickly. First principle, acknowledge your desire for healing and your specific need for healing. Principle two, seek out your healing. Principle three, hold on to your faith. Principle four, do 
the work. Principle five, trust the process. Principle six, track your progress. And the seventh principle, be sure to practice gratitude. I am so grateful for the opportunity to work toward and to have a helper in my healing process. And that helper is the Holy Spirit. That helper is our friend, our comforter, and our counselor. I hope you think about which one of these seven or more that you want to focus on in your healing journey over the next several months. And remember, in this process, you do not walk this path alone. I am walking right alongside you, as well as the rest of the Freed Up friends. And don't forget, God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you.